Welcome to another edition of uh, Conversations with the Artists with your truly DJ Timeless, the show where we get to talk to the artists, we find out more about them personally, and of course, some of the songs that you love to hear on the air and just generally in fets, all right? So that's what the show is all about. Now, this week, uh, it's a little ticklish because we're, we're trying to juggle between two countries. He represents Barbados, but he also carries the flag of St. Lucia. Who are we talking about? When it comes to Lady Tunes, we are talking about one guy, and his name is Mr. Hyper Songs. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, Tinyless? It's good to see you, my brother. All is well? Yeah, man. Welcome to Conversations with the Artists. Mm-hmm. Now, for those watching and they're wondering, who is Hypersounds? Let's talk a bit about you personally. Um, Hypersounds, a fan of music, entertainer, producer, songwriter, a dad, uh, just vibes, <laughs> a DJ. <laughs> Where did it start for you, Hypersounds? Um, it all started um, back um, when I started DJing in 1999. Um, still going to school, um, doing a lot of, of mixtapes for the for the ZRs, the Vans. And from there, we then went on to, to take over the streets as, as one of the main DJs in the streets, um, try some stuff at radio. And the passion that I have for music and the talent that, you know, that people be telling me, yo, you, you got this vibe, you know, you should really explore different avenues with the music because you got the following. I started doing then singing when I released my first single, Sunshine Girl, 2006, actually 15 years ago. Yeah. And from there, we went into the producing, songwriting, world traveler representing my country to the max. Let's talk about, because you said, you know, it started for you in the DJing world. What made you mm-hmm. decide that, you know, you want to get into DJing? Well, my dad was a DJ and music was in the blood right through. My grandfather used to play drums and uh, a family friend, I would say, um, Speedy. Um, he he was in the in the music industry the same way through my avenue used to be the the one of the main guys in the land shit band where you know the top band so music was always there and I guess every the, the DJs I came from from my dad. What was it like being in the DJ world? I know you're you're you're, you're representing the St James uh, area, and mm-hmm. um, you know. Sometimes some areas get these little bad reps, you know, for, you know, certain people and activities and, and such forth. Let's talk a bit about that and, and choosing, you said your dad was a DJ, but choosing to follow in that line and what was it like actually playing as a DJ? Um, playing as a DJ, it was, it was good voice, man. Um, I represented the North, the West Coast of the island, the security name as Cypher Sounds, West Coast number one. And uh, I had a good following, so it was just to maintain and show my skills a lot. It was known for a lot of mixing and being creative uh, on the mic. And, you know, just stuff that, that now that DJs would be doing just to stay relevant. And I had, 
like I say, I had the following. It was ladies. A lot of ladies used to follow Hypersounds. Shout out to each one of you that read Hypersounds from day one. So be, because this music was in the blood, you know, it's like, don't care what else you're supposed to do. I, I can remember I had many jobs, uh, gardener, construction worker, a general worker, uh, washing cars, but it's just something about the music being a commutator at a top restaurant on the West Coast and quit that just to be involved in music and in the, in the early stages of DJing. Like I said in the intro, you're juggling between Barbados and St. Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a bit about that and the influence of, of having to juggle the two into your music. Um, it's a, the St. Lucian background. Uh, my parents from St. Lucia, the majority of my family from St. Lucia, shout out to all the Lucians out there. And I grew up in St. Lucia in the early stages in, in you know, and like, you know, I, I can't remember the age group, but er, er, early ages. Early ages. Yeah. Um, so always going back to St. Lucia, to Barbados, every time you get a vacation, it wasn't about it wasn't about spending Easter with your friends flying kite or Christmas. You're going shopping. You don't know nothing about that. time school is over, that last day, the next day, Go we out <laughs> to Saint Lucia for the entire vacation. So you know, growing up, growing up, and and being exposed to that culture, which would have been the 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 zoo, the kadas, and you know. So that's where, when I started to, to actually sing now, that's where the, the, the whole vibe, because I don't really know much about the Bajan culture, although I live in Barbados. I don't really know much about the Bajan culture, but I could tell you, I know the Zouk style, I know how to flow. And of course, being around my grandmother and spending a lot of time in St. Lucia, I could speak the language. So I, I said, they call me a bar Lucian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk now about transitioning from the DJing world into singing. Mm -hmm. What pushed you in that direction? <laughs> uh, what pushed me in that direction? I would say being the, the type of energy that I used to feed off um, from the DJing, rewriting the plates, uh, writing stuff just so when I go on the mic to freestyle over instrumentals and you know I said at a point in time like I said I used to run the street as a DJ but we all know back then in those times you know when crop over hit it's nothing that goes on everybody pause for crop over so I said you know what I can go into the to the singing but I'm gonna do it my way. I got the I got the ladies following hypersounds. Right. So what everybody would be expecting, hypersounds as the hypest DJ all over the place playing. I can take it smooth and groovy for the ladies, and and eventually gradually just just grow into it. It was a hard transition, very hard transition, because some people don't understand being on stage as a DJ and being on stage actually singing your own music is is totally two different things total different energy yeah all righty then all right so let's let's dive into the music now 
You came on the scene in 2006. Now, I'm going to ask you first, did you write anything before coming on the scene in 2006, or was that your first chance at really writing a soca song? Um, I would say that, that that would be the first chance writing. I had went to a studio, uh, Radar Studios, um, with this artist, Black of Fire, and we was just messing around the studio. We used to just do some stuff, but actually... The, the artist career started in, in, in 2006 with Sunshine Girl, where I took it serious, where it was a production, it was a full structure song, and was ready for air airplay. Well, let's talk a bit about writing that one. Let's talk a bit mm-hmm. about that. Sunshine Girl. Sounds like there's a story behind this song. <laughs> Sunshine Girl is what it's just what it says. You know, it's a true story. Um, Everything from the intro, you know, it's a boy hyper sound straight down. Is it was just me expressing myself, um, expressing myself. You know how songs go, but then it turned out to be something that uh, a record that was well received and loved. And it, uh, ladies used to love. You know, a lady loved to hear somebody say, "You, my sunshine girl." You know, so it, it coming from a true story into into just being one of the the most popular records of that year, my first year, the breakout, um, being nominated for awards for the for, on the first year, you know, is is just a feeling and a vibe that will stay with me forever. Shine. Who is the young lady that is a sunshine girl? That's the that's the big question. Um, any person could be a sunshine girl. All the ladies. No, out no, there no, 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 no. Stop, stop. All stop, the beautiful stop. ladies out there are sunshine girls. <laughs> let's talk about the person. My mom is a sunshine girl. My daughter let's is talk a sunshine about, girl. Let's talk about the person you wrote the song <laughs> for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so who is that sunshine girl? A sunshine girl. So you're not saying who the person was. Uh, you can't. You can't reveal them things. You can't reveal them things. That's 15 years ago. I even forget now. I mean, you know how much songs they wrote after, after that. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the response like then from that person when you you, you released that song? Um, remember that? It was like a happy moment to see that just putting everything that we used to talk about, um, things we used to, um, being Barbados would say, kicks, Mitch, gimmicks about, say things like, how I say like the, you know, it's your boy hype ourselves. That just used to be just a slogan. Me just kicks in when they come around, saying and things to see. Actually, put uh, piecing it together and telling a story. And I think that's when I realized that I can really do this thing because I put a feeling into a song. Just telling my story. Not interested at the time, like if it would have been received. And hearing it. Was just was just happy moments, man. You know, like I mean, I end the day. I guess you're hearing a song on radio, and you know it about you. Or like, come on. <laughs> Let's take this track coming out from Hyper Songs, the song that I really put him on the map from 2006. The track is called Sunshine Girl.
Sunshine Girl coming out from Hyper Songs. Uh, 15 years uh, since then. What's the feeling like still hearing this song? Uh, <laughs> um, honestly, I want to make some more songs like 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 Sunshine Girl. Honestly, because um, I still get booked. Well, obviously we're in pandemic now, but I used to still get bookings to just um, fly all over the world just to just to attend to be a surprise at at functions, at wedding receptions, to perform this song, just this one song, you know? So it, it, it kind of showed me like the message that you put in records is very important because 15 years, 14 years, and it's still heavy. It may not be, I don't really put it in my set because it's a real, it's a real emotional song, but to know that it could fit for any uh, any age group and come on people get married like nearly every month every week so to know that 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 help mold and build the brand hyper songs to mature to mature audience you know what i mean to tell me now that i need some more of these songs to that could carry me throughout the years listening to this song you said it's a very emotional song for you yeah so that means that there's still love there for that sunshine girl i mean something that pfda you can never forget you can never forget this one song is what is what have me flying the world um representing my country walking red carpets and taking home awards you know be being able to be in a position to change some people in my neighborhood life by by supporting the dreams so this song will always have a, a special place in my heart, you know? Let's talk about that. You said, you know, this song helped you to change some lives in your community. What do you mean by that? Um, I mean, we don't post everything, but like some people that was looking to start businesses, you know, I was able to to help them through you, you learn to get started, to point them in directions. Um, a whole lot of stuff man just being the community guy your community yeah that's fantastic let's talk about because being a dj you Mm -hmm. you carry a certain energy you know you're you're hyping the crowd you know you're playing the music but Mm -hmm. transitioning now to singing what was that transition like for you especially after having to perform this song live yeah this transition or even recording it in studio yeah, record, yeah. Let's start from the let's start from the recording stage. Um, I remember going to Sebastian, who is Beijing Chuv now, uh, bass photography, and like all oh, these guys know me as being a hype DJ. And I was like, yo, I got a soca song. I want you to take a listen to it, and I want to know if this could work, and I want to put it out there. And he listened to it and. He laughed for like 20 minutes. Sebastian was like, um, uh, like, like, big bad people songs and, and I come and singing this mushy mushy thing. Cause I guess they're looking for the lyric, the Timmy's, the Edwin, the hyper dog stuff, right. you know? Right. And it was my first time actually recording. So it was a bit challenging, but we wanted to just like, we wanted to be ourselves like, on the production, um, being on the record, 
on the tour, like, so we went with this whole, obviously I, I can't sing then, so I had a, the auto tune and thing, but we make it like, like different. So it was, we, we already know that the song was a good song, mm-hmm. but we tried to put styles to it, like make it sound like a different style, like to create. So all this time now we were saying, oh, well, we're going to do something now that when they hear it, oh yeah, but it's sound like that, but that's hyper sound. So we tried to get the listeners ears like, like prick. So it was a very hard time in the studio trying to hit these. That time I ain't know that, but no C major, no C, no, no C minor, no B sharp, nothing. And you know, so, he just carried me through the ropes and we recorded the song. But after hearing the final, the final tape with it and getting the background vocals on it, I was like, wow. Like, like, nah, I don't think that I'm ready for this. We released the song on the radio the first day. The love was crazy. Um, now all the people that followed me in the streets from a DJ you now, then like took up someone just start like playing it you know at the shops at home the fans i used to take music for i used to play and used to be so happy to know like like yo yo this is hyper boy here hyper song yeah hyper song knowing that you know where it came from um doing the mix cities on it the tree on the beach just you know so everybody felt this 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 vibe and that energy took me so i was on a, on a hike there like yeah boy i feel no, the part no, yeah, <laughs> was his first performance. No, remember, I was a DJ, so I could walk out and I could fling tune and I could hype the crowd and go back behind the set and think. We're right, thinking, hey, I got this thing covered. When the band strike up, I start to play the song and I walk out. If the stage was like this. I going from here to there, here, there, here, there. Like that's when it was like, no boy, this a, this a whole. So this take you back when they say no. It way it took me some time to really get into the, the the transition was hard because being on stage as a DJ and being on stage singing now, entertaining people would say it's the same stage, the same crowd, but it's a total different vibe, right? So I remember my first performance, um, Tim's on the highway. Which is now uh, the mighty grinder highway, and I had to dress everything correct in order to match the song, square mouths, button down shirt, shirt in, and but roses and stuff, you know, selling it to the to the ladies. But the performance was not there because I didn't understand nothing about performing. So that transition. Then after my first performance, all how I know the song was a good song, how it was well played on, uh, being played on radio, well received in the streets. Like, I start to second guess, like, yo, like, you know what? You tell your story in this in this song. People love it. Just leave this witnesses and go back to DJing. Just go back to DJing. And the song just took off a wave where all the calling programs in Barbados, the young people's station, the older stations, this song just started. So then I had no choice, no choice but to find a way to make this happen and go forward. I already had the people, but 
It was not about really the people know it's how we execute the song on stage. And that first year was was very hard. Imagine having everything hit you by storm. You're telling a story about uh, a feeling. It, the song becomes a hit. Then every every show for crop over for the season, they want you to perform. So it's like I had to start to, you know, so that start to met me. So a couple of friends of mine, um, they got so Sam, Brett, these guys that being around me from 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 neighborhood days, you know, early, early days. They said like, yo, you got something going on. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do what it takes. You're gonna have to take voice, voice training. You're gonna have to understand the business. You see the same way how you took the time to understand DJing and how to market yourself and CDs. You're gonna have to approach the game the same way. Once you approach the game, the street way is gonna be hard for them to get you out. The commercial way may not understand you, but when it comes down now to see the following and how you're branding, they can all fall back into line. And that's just what's happening right now. So I had no choice but to just open up and, but easy said than done. That's for sure. If you're not joining us, welcome to Conversations with the Artists. This week, we are talking to the man Hyper Songs, representing Barbados and St. Lucia as well. Yes, he's mixed. He has that flavor. You, 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 mm-hmm. If you listen to some of his songs, you will recognize there's that St. Lucian flavor. So now you know for sure he, he's juggling, representing Barbados and St. Lucia. Hyper, let's talk about the song Sweat. Mm-hmm. Stories again. Stories again. <laughs> Sunshine girl made me sweat. <laughs> yeah, so sweat would have been the second release now. Um, so after after going through the entire season, Sebastian Jen said, "Yo, like you got a vibe, you're humble." Um, then he he really stated out some of the things that that he liked. And from from the previous year, which would be the first year, um, how it came to him, like I didn't come like because it was well known in the street as a DJ. I didn't come to him as, yeah, you know, I go song, I want you to do this. I come like, you feel this could work, or can we try this? And also, he just explained himself, and he was like, yo, let's go again, and we created sweat. Another banger to the season, the second year, another banger. And just doing what it's supposed to do, man. What was it like writing Sweat? Sweat would have been pressured for me. Okay. Because the hype that I came off of Sunshine Girl, and I remember now Sunshine Girl was just me spilling my feelings out. So now it's like Sunshine Girl had like four or five verses. Now I can't use the same verse. The verses that, that I didn't use in, in the previous song to this new song. So remember now, yes, I might know music as a DJ, but understanding how this thing works as, you know, put to actually, I I came from getting the final product and playing it. But now I'm in the shoes now where I'm creating that, that product right. for someone else to play. So 
it was a bit pressure. It was a bit pressure. Like, what are they gonna do? Wagon sing boat. Um, how this thing gonna work? Uh, you know, because I'm a person that that once I in something, I like to go all out. I like to be the best at what I'm doing. I need it to be the best, even if it's not the best. I can work with it like it's the best. And I, I can't remember what was going on at the time. I think, <laughs> but. It was some line about sweat. I would barely let you sweat. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Say that again. I go barely let you sweat. So I was like, hmm. I just, again, just making this word. I'm going to make you sweat. Sweat like you never said me. Your temperature, it is boiling at my tongue. Just, just in the moment. Wow. And the rest was history. <laughs> Let's take a listen to Sweat Hyper Sounds 2007 after you dropped the song what was that like you had sunshine girl you, you had yeah. a, a vibe you had an energy your performance wise was weak mm-hmm. you said you're feeling a little deflated but somehow you came up with sweat dropped the tune what was that like so i remember the first day releasing um that um like i said i'm a person i always read the plan so it was like all right we dropping it the same day the same may 23rd we dropping this song and this is the momentum we going so we're gonna build up a hype so i still djing so all through the song all through this i'll be singing a song playing a song and i'll be like i'm gonna make you sad that thing. So that was my way of teasing. So people feel like, what is, what is, what, 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 what is going on? So I did a, a promo CD and I mixed the song okay. in it and put it out. So you never know, I tell you, it was just, I was just working off of my way of how, how I would promote as a DJ. So I not knowing the game that tall. So I got to find a way that I could cut through. That I could still carry my DJ people with me along as a as an entertainer now, as an artist. Right. So then the song released now. And people was like, all the DJs show the love on the radio and stuff because these guys know that yo, this is hyper boy always being the dub or at the cruises together playing, street jams playing, this is hyper, and they, they start to show the song some love 
and people start to request the song and the calling programs now it it things start to up now so they they want to bring this guy in because no he's not a one hit wonder but he's not really a soca artist so we want to know what is this where's this 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 whole thing behind it so i stayed away I went back to the streets and keep promoting, keep promoting, keep promoting, keep promoting. And the song just blew up the same way, it blew up. And the females, man, the females rocked with me from day one. And yeah, when we got an event, especially one of the biggest events for Cropover at the time would have been Soka on the Hill. And I'm from the North. So when I come out on Soka on the Hill that year, everybody from the North got sweatshirts, a big banner. You know, and like happy to see, happy to see, like, like yo, this is this this is the kid, this is the kid that's one of us. Yeah. So, uh, things like that, and then receiving love from from some of my DJ friends, like yourself on radio, beating the tune every minute is really bring that inspiration. You know, like yeah, boy, like it could happen. Just do it. But at the same time. It was just about DJing for me. I still had that love for DJ. I still believe that DJ is what is what gonna make me fly out, travel the world, do everything I gotta do through DJing. So where did that change for you? At what point did you recognize, you know what? I need to take this soccer thing seriously. Um it would have been so first two years was bang. Third year now is when um, I was blessed with a beautiful daughter. And I still released the music, but it was not on the level of um, the first two records. Okay. And I spent some time, any any person that, that that's watching the interview, listening, will understand when I say, when you get a firstborn, you see that firstborn, just to see that smile in your face when you're rocking, that's all you care about. So remember, no, I still not really studying being an artist because I still DJing, but the, my daughter really took that whole, like, just like everything went aside. DJing, yeah, everything. So I spent, I spent a couple of years, I would say like three years, yeah. 2000, 2008, 2009, and then 2010, I decided to say, well, yeah, I gonna, you know, after taking a long break now, right. I used to get people saying like, sounds like your broom saying, but I know that, I know that dying you, you know, I know that dying you, like, you know, I know father life got here, it was like, cause people in the neighborhood know um, the love that I got for kids. And then actually see me having my own now is a, is a whole different vibe. So, I took that time off, started back then, 20, 2010, where I said, yeah, well, I just do about a record. Then it would have been 2011 when I said, you know what? I got to be able to be versatile. I got to maintain being, I got to balance being a DJ and an artist. Which one you love the most? You can't answer, but you got to pick, you got to pick, you got to pick because 
some people still do both. But the type of person that I am, I critic everything. And I wanted to, I said, well, you know what, if I finish, so I, I study it deep. I said, if I finish, if I stop the journal, I finish on a hype where it's not like, oh, he get popped down or he not doing this no more. So I said, you know what? Let me ease off with the DJ and focus on the on the on the career. So then now my daughter now was, you know, again to I, I get the daddy the daddy stage now, settling now. But now I will start vibing with her now in the car, in the car seat now. That's at three, four years old, I just vibing with her. And that's when we made the sound now that by just vibing in the car. The sound that actually now started the traveling, started the international awards, started the booking, started to open up for me to see the world and understand things from a different um, perspective. And that would have been the sound rolling. Mm. Let's talk a bit about that then. Since you are you you moved there, let's talk about writing that one. Because you said yeah. you, know, you were vibing in the car with your daughter and you know, that's that's how it started. So what was it like writing Roll It? Um, so first it, it came from I was going through the internet. So I said, yo, I want to start by doing the music. Now first song was expressing a feeling. It did well. Second song some kind of vibe like that but still writing so i say you know what well, let me just the next song i do i just want to go and just say how i feel on records you now like like let loose let, let loose on it joy was now coming out to you like a whole like grown man stuff time and you know so let me just let loose and 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 make sure that these females that rock with me still there with me so i was surfing the internet and i was like yo i need something now like in my in my in my culture like the the island stuff and i saw this this guy which is soka child the producer he had this beat just a loop just writing coming up on on facebook saying look out for new stuff from soka child 360 more to come like the page follow so i was like hmm so me and my fast self <laughs> hooked the computer into the dj system recorded into the, the the pro tools and loop loop the beat and fly it for like three minutes wow and every time i get care of school my daughter or saying she would she would just say daddy bounce daddy bounce because you don't roll it, got that kind of tum, 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 tum. so she said, Daddy bounce, Daddy bounce. She'll be just being in the car seat doing this. So it forced me then to keep playing this thing all the time, all the time, all the time. And then I would I would be like, Yeah, what's that you doing? And when I look in the mirror, she would stop. I was like, What are you teasing me? Oh, you doing? Where were you? What are you doing? Like, like you know, just vibing. So I would just be playing it. And, um, so then it was like, yo, crop over coming up now. So if I really need to to put out a record, I gotta be, I gotta be up to, I gotta be up to par. So again, I started to feel now like 
don't pressure yourself by writing because that what I was doing through the, 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 the years where I took some some daddy time off. I was pressuring myself like writing and you gotta do this and you got you got some lines and oh four more lines and then this this bar this bar complete or this and I was like no here's what you can do I can just play the rhythm just like how I used to vibe in the car and let stuff be what that whatever supposed to be would be. So I just get and just start just singing. And I just remember that teasing line, like, I like, you te- so I need you teasing me, the way you're giving it to me. Yeah, roll it. I'm still trying to stick with the ladies. And at that time, no, like I said, I had no, I was not coming out of fatherhood, early fatherhood stages. So I went and signed up. Application forms. Voice and envelopes on what we're sending. Because I was like, yo, I, I need to make some money now. I got a daughter now. So this thing ain't, ain't really working for me. And I remember I was working at, at DL Smith. And we were monitoring in the in, the, in Hilton. So when like Avon and big product, um, product, big brands come down, I would be the one monitoring in the room when they got uh, functions. Okay. And I freestyle his stuff and you know, tail it up a little bit. And I send the guy an email, say, Hey, can I have a number for you? You have a beat that I got a song on. He was like, A beat? A beat that I have a song on? I said, Yeah, the 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 rhythm up thing you had on it. I said, But that's not a beat. So how you could do it? I said, But how you get it? I said, I just want you to hear this and see what you tell and see how it could happen. And when he played it, he was like, Yo, I send in the files. Tonight. Wow. Tonight. And that was Swoka Chella from the UK, Big Up Yourself. And we Skype. And then times it's just Skype. We Skyping. <laughs> and we working all the time, Skyping. And you may be surprised, right? That's why I tell you, music is a vibe. We made Roll It. We did Walk It Up Bad. We did Sweetness in Me with Alison Hines. Yeah. Um, he had played the pan for me when I did Carnival Story for Timmy. When the music hit you and you know you feel no pain. And I had never met this guy. How are we doing this interview now? That's so we made all these records and never in person, in person, in person. And it was just a vibe, man. Roll it just changed everything. Seeing the first time now, the, the, the story about it, right? And the story about Roll It, when I released Roll It now, remember I wanted the island style. Right. Barbados was not ready for that style as yet. And I can remember releasing Roll It and then do a job. Oh. And do a job for Crop Over. And they're like, yo, definitely this thing in for me. Definitely. And as soon as Crop Over finished, I start getting calls from New York, from Boston. Yo! This song here mashing up all the Trinis again. Everybody playing this song. I'm like, I want to gas me up because when it's my friends. And they took a trip. And when they took that trip and saw the reaction, everything was over from there. That's where I found the love and understand what I need to do to form and mold and create the song with the brand hyper songs that everybody hearing today. Well, let's take a listen to this one. Roll it coming out from Mr. Hyper Songs. Yo, come on, yo, yo, come on, yo, yo, come on, yo. We doing it, we doing it. 
And this week we are featuring the man Hyper Songs. Hyper, great to have you here on the show. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about getting that experience, getting that vibe, getting going to the states and recognizing that Rolex is really tearing up the event, the fets, the parties. Everybody's really now feeling, yo, this guy Hyper Songs. Yeah, we we loving his style. Um. It was a it was a very emotional moment. Um, I can remember shedding some tears when they actually was on. And um, the first place I saw the reaction live, apparently from the videos that was being sent to my phone, our voice note. The first place I saw it was Boston, Boston Carnival. The officers, Caribbean officers, on the on the side of the road and the pointing and the. And then the song just come on, shout out to Venom, who I took care of, Warlock, Dooley, the whole family. Yeah, tragic, everybody, you know? Then these guys start to pump this thing on the road, and I just sitting out on top of the truck and just seeing this, and I was like, yeah, boy. Like, yeah. I mean, reason why I said it was a bit emotional, because knowing that a record like this was released for crop over, same May, same May, same time in May, because I kept that same release in May all throughout the years, and went through an entire crop over, and it wasn't received or nothing. And then to see like how everybody reacting to this song, like it, it, it almost felt like like if I was dreaming, because it didn't happen in Barbados, and this was just a dream. Like this is what I wanted to happen. Yeah, almost felt something like that. Wow. Hyper songs. We're moving on to Sun Sunrise. Let's let's talk about that track. <laughs> oh, Sunrise, Sunrise, Sunrise. Sunrise. Sunrise now would have been my first production, along with uh Timmy's Carnival Story. Sunrise would have been my first production. Now that's when now from Rolex, I said. I'm going to invest in myself from doing these shows and the plates. And I started to set up my studio, Boom Music, which is now Boom Music. And I invested in some gear. And I was like, you know what? Every DJ 
that wants to be on top of the game got to got the players got to got the controllers see the players turn tables to practice so if i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do it to the best of my ability to be the best i gotta be able to vibe record demos record dubs re do everything get that practice vocally every i i gotta be able to to, to do this when i like how i want to, to to prep myself and also learn it to create a sound that when you hear a particular song you know that this 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 particular song you know this is people songs and sunrise was actually a Ciroc commercial was a uh, a Ciroc commercial wow um i did it for i was doing it for Ciroc to get some sponsorship with Ciroc and they turned it down wow and wow i was disappointed and i just say you know what um i loved it so i just turn it into song the the, the whole i'll go straight till the sunrise all oh, that was still there you know for the syrup thing because it was drinking syrup and feeling nice you know it, blueberry the, the flavors was calling and it was like you know what i even got to do this as a song but I felt like I, I wanted it to be the product, like the, the, the ad, because it, it was my first production. I don't think that I was ready for the production yet, but you know, an ad is just like, like 30 seconds. 30 seconds yeah. <laughs> and Sunrise then, people start to love this, this sound that I was creating, the style, the, the sweet, but still the beat kind of got a little, a little bounce to it, like a bash. And yeah, sunrise. By this time, were you just writing or were you looking out for another hit? Um, sunrise times. Oh uh, yeah, so after from roll it, I start writing and just going to the mic and just say how I feel about things or like what the rhythm want me to. It's a, it's a, it's very hard to understand when I like me seeing it, but. Even though I still do it, I just put on a rhythm. If if it's a rhythm I build or a rhythm I receive from another producer, put it on and just vibe with it and sit things, even if I mumble and, you know, to let the voice flow naturally and just... So at this time, I was just... I was just creating now the sound, the hyper sound. I don't worry about the hits part. I was creating the sound and just trying to build catalog, put songs to underneath the name. All right, let's take in Sunrise coming out from Hypo Songs. Why 
it comes to the late when it comes to the songs and the ladies uh, hyper songs uh, sunrise now you said it started out as a commercial as you can still hear the Ciroc still in there drinking as you can Ciroc still, is still in there <laughs> but turning it into a song and still being able to capture the hearts of the ladies what was that like um sometimes being I then I start understanding things a bit more so I start telling my stories what I do what happened to the crew where we go but then I start to understand that I make there's certain things you still got to structure it because there's a record now it's not like you're just freestyling on the street or something so I would try to get as much reality to things and by me going to events things that happen I always take in things from everything like going to like like we're not leaving to the sun you know I mean two feet could be hurting but we're not like you got to a party and we had a a good vibe you don't want to leave you're, you're, you're holding a girl and you're and you're whining like you know the talk back then you say I barely hold that mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so I just used to take all of my slangs and things that we would say and different little things and just put it in the song and just just but still be mindful that I targeting the ladies the ladies the ladies the ladies the ladies is where you're going all the time I'm going to ask you now because listening to your music although yes you are targeting mm -hmm. the ladies you don't hear the usual like a bumper um all of these things that we've grown accustomed to hearing in music mm -hmm. how is it that you're able to write these songs that anybody can listen to and party to but women don't feel like they're being targeted um that's basically i guess my, the, growing up, the, uh, the, the Lucian background okay. uh, play a very important part there where coming up you're hearing you're hearing the WCKs and the jam band and yeah. you know the, the bouillons and thing and and zoo and, and the stills like is even if it's re, uh, repetitive just make it something that's nice so you will try to say certain things. If you like, you will hear me speaking like a Bajan. But when I singing, sometimes you can't really tell it. Like, this is a Bajan or okay. because that's where that the, the culture takes over there. Okay. So it's all about your Lucian culture that really yeah, helps yeah, you yeah. create this music. Mm -hmm. You talked about sunshine. You talked about creating your own studio. What was that like now? producing learning to produce learning to create learning chords because you know being a dj you, you don't really worry so much about chords because it's not something you have to think about but now yeah. moving into this arena where you have to think about chords mm -hmm. progressions keys and, skating <laughs> key and all these different things what was that like with your studio building out your studio um so when the studio first launch um so from like from roll it i would have received the rhythm from soca child and the what is up by the allison hines me allison hines those those traps i would have received from 
Soccer Child as well. The, I like that from Blood would have been the rhythm. So what it was doing is, so all, all along, this was a, like I said, this was a plan. Like after I realized what I really want, I really want to see myself going where you want to be, I start planning. So I start accepting. So all when I had the studio, I was not producing fully. So because the studio was came in, the studio came in 2011. Okay. My first production would have been Sunrise in 2013. But all the while, you know, I was getting rhythms from people and just voicing to maintain the hyper sounds, maintain the hyper sounds that they know maintain. So it's less stress for me. Right. I just got to come up with the sound and I would have always recorded my own vocals. So I've been recording my own vocals from, from that time. So I focus on like, yeah, time let's go rid of. Oh, I like that. Hmm, I can get that. I ain't saying that. I ain't want that because I can, I can try to produce because then now I still learning. Right. So I voice on enough things that I could have a lot of singles that I could just shoot out singles. But at the same time, I was learning. I remember even recording Roll It, uh, working on Roll It. So the, the, the studio computer is two screens. So one screen is Pro Tools, the next screen is YouTube, how to all the time. Wow. So I actually recording the record, working on the record, but still pulling out YouTube to find out how to do this, how to do that, you know, and wow. tutorials, man, as a lover for tutorials, as a person that could just in free time, I would just lay or just sit down and just watch YouTube peer tutorials about all kinds of things. So, you know, it becomes you now a memory game. So you're watching all these things and then you you you, you have no you know, like you're watching it and you're gonna wait now to the school to you have a studio there, so you you're doing things so the, the memory start coming or to get this happen, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. So just learning along the way that I was putting out the singles. So I learned the singles talk for me. So when I put a single out that, that shine, yeah, that gave me time now to go and create and create and create. In your career, we can safely say you really burst onto the scene overseas while still struggling to really make a huge impact at home. Mm -hmm. What was that like, recognizing that when you put out certain songs, you're getting these calls from Brooklyn, Boston, you know, Canada, wherever, saying, yo, your music is really rocking out here, and you know, you, you, you're really doing it. But at home, although, yes, you're getting the push, it's not at the same level that you're receiving those calls from overseas. Um, the, the... <sighs> I was a bit disappointed. But at the same time, I was understanding you're not doing what your country is doing. So you got to accept the fact. So it was kind of a risk because at the same time, I was building a brand, building a sound, and still trying to maintain and get people to understand that, to accept this is what I know and this is what I was doing. Um, it was very disappointed because to see the music being received overseas um, and then hear the fans love it, the DJs will bump it, 
but for some reason um the competitions the things that that you know that that would really seal the deal now right. i wasn't getting it i wasn't getting it here so that's when all i realized then that i'm not doing nothing wrong because if i can't make i can't make a competition where you just gotta submit a cd but a promoter could fly me out or promoters could fly me out every weekend and invest money because for an artist is investing money you're putting on a show so a promoter could do this every weekend every other weekend whichever and they flying out and and all every show sold out fans um just just happy people meet me at airports and then so i started to say you know what just i just came to the to the point where i just say you know what it, it it could be not it's not i don't think it's not anything personal it's just that they're not probably not to the to the stage where what i'm doing at that point in time was not they didn't see it like if it had any value to to the to the industry to the festival so I just upset it as it is and just say like, you know what, that's not gonna stop me. So that's why year after year you would still see me bring out the music and feel passionate about it and still breaking barriers and everything because I get to realize and that's something as a creative, sometimes we gotta understand, we gotta take our personal feelings out of these things. Because somebody said no, it's not no because you're not good. It might be no because they don't understand, you know? Let's go forward now to the song Dip. This song really took the world by storm and I, and I think you can't go anywhere and not perform yeah. this song Dip. Let's talk a bit about this one. So, so remember I said my first production was 2013. Yeah. So the brand was coming, the sound was coming so only thing was missing in the package now is some production. So the, the second production would have been then how she like it. But we on to dip. So dip now was when I understand the entertainment. I understand the stage. I understand the and um both the brand billing, the image, the sound. I understand everything. I understand now if looking for something I no one understand what I'm doing I gotta create it and feed it to the world and feed it to the country so that was one of the songs now that we're the real hyper songs not Damien the person now okay the the, the brand hyper songs now was stepping out now I like understanding now the commanding like like yeah I'm here and you know, walking out on stage like with confidence, because then now I was creating those type of songs, because it was Sunshine Girl and I sweat and roll it. I ain't no way that I could run out with a song. How I can't run out singing, "Yo, I'm a Sunshine Girl." You, you understand? I can't run out, yeah. but now I can run out like, mm, this and all, mm, can I open the So I start to do a lot of commanding songs. Okay. Because then I, I say if that's the only way for me to to break loose of the shyness, I can go and do commanding songs to really to 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 
to, to get like that. And Dip was a production that I really enjoyed, really enjoyed doing. I um, was a bit skeptical because because of the type of songs I was doing before. A lot of people had like the songs that was just, just like saying that, yeah, just nice. Because how we feed them in the industry, the Sunshine Girls, the Sweat, the Sunrise, the Roll It. Like this nice. So I remember actually telling Rochelle when she uh, sung on the the backup, I was like, you feel like I could sing a dump on the pole, spread your legs and dip, go a little and dip, hold on on the pole, on the pole. And she was like, boy, boy, that good. I was like, but Roy don't know how the people get take this area. Cause like, like I tell you, any person watching the the interview where we say, but he don't believe in himself. But no, it's, it's that I'm a big critic. I can't picture myself saying these kind of things, you know. But then it sounded good, but I don't know if it was it was hypersounds. So after recording the record, no. And speaking about it, you know, I used to always see girls love a girl, a girl as quick as a girl don't want dance with you. You know what she's do? A girl would be bending over. A girl would be doing all kind of different things. She ain't want to dance with you. You know what she doing? She going down low to see if he could get down there. <laughs> so the intro came from well, how she like it. People was keep telling me, you'll be one another how she like it. Be one. So that's where you get. So like I tell you, I speak and sing reality in all of my songs. Just that people never really pay attention. So I was like, mm, you said the one another one. So we giving them another one. And it was just that song that, hmm. Ladies, that always know who leg game strong, boy. Who's kick leg game in, in, in the gym. <laughs> big ups to all the, I want to big ups to all the fitness centers over there because a lot of the fitness centers and, um, you know, with the, with, with the whole um, exercise, everybody cautious on the people start working, you know, start spinning to this song. I really took it to the next level, you know. So big ups to all the fitness centers out there that be pumping hyper songs. Well, let's take a listen to Dip Hyper Songs. with Rochelle because I recognize that for the voice you have a particular voice in your background your background vocals seems to be Rochelle let's talk a bit about choosing who you work with in your productions um 
Rua is a boy on, on, on her own, man. Um, she's very talented. And Rua no way like it myself already. I get kind of sound like it's got Rua doing some things, saying some things, you know what? But she got a voice there that, that I think that it meshes correct with with my voice and don't care what I sing Russia can always find some kind of harmony some kind of, sometimes I sometimes I just say that I do songs and I'd be like I don't think I want get my backups in this or I would say well Ro hear this you can hear anything in this and then she's saying back some things you know and it's just a vibe it's just a chemistry man we 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 were um you would have heard heard her on from Bam Bam Ba, Get Up and Move, um, and Dit. Uh, you would have heard her on Tight Situation. So many songs, so many, so many songs you hear Rochelle on. <laughs> you know, we, we create a vibe, and um, she always said thanks for trusting her, but I always said thanks for putting up with me because she know what kind of person I, I like everything to be down to a T and she just comes in now come in the studio and just nail everything nail 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 it everything that Rochelle hit so I know it's ready to get she sing a song but you know she ain't like the soccer thing but she got that voice man <laughs> very talented young lady let's, mm-hmm. we were talking a, a bit about how she like it let's let's go back to that one uh, mm. because i think that's a very crucial song as you said you know that was the one really that cemented things for hyper songs mm-hmm. how she like it so how she like it would have came in my ninth my ninth year in my career and how she like it was a bit a bit like a bittersweet like a bittersweet kind of song like everybody been saying yeah songs you're doing it you're doing it this good but to me i still feel like i wasn't really getting the the respect um being very one from 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 my country and you will get people somebody saying like sometimes you get people say yeah this song good you i can't wait to hear you songs and this and that and then like yeah, you ain't putting forward, you ain't, you ain't loving me, you ain't letting me loose. And then like same thing like the competitions and thing, like I would not get it be, I would not get in the competitions, which is okay. But then you won't call me to perform at the after party. <laughs> so how am I not good for the competition, but you want me? So it was a bit um it was a it was a bit me venting. Okay. But still reminding myself, you are for the ladies. You are known to do them kind of songs. So that's why I will break it down and you will get set up your face and give me what hold on for me and give me joke. If on your shoes that that's just for the ladies, cause you know how I like it go down. So where it gets direct now is being so long. It's been so long since you have me and you've been doing it like this. Give me what you got for me if I that good. Don't give nobody. But this is my favorite song. Mm. You could do what you want. I still won't resist. You could pin me onto a pole, meaning 
you could put my back against the wall, the body could be controlled, but when the music stopped, so it still had an end, and then put in a little, like take a little wine on the spot, you know, because you can't really bring out some blood. Right, right. And then we can show them how we just done the place. Let like we do this, baby. Go down, go down, then you're going. <laughs> so it was a bit of me venting, but still creating, because I was, I was getting tired of people saying, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. And this and this ain't happening, but you know, play and let the people hear what's going on, man. Hyper songs. Kid. If you're now joining us, welcome to Conversations with the Artist. This week we are in Bridgetown, Barbados. We are talking to the man, Hyper Sounds, the ladies' man. Uh, he's also repping the uh, St. Lucian flag as well. As we start to move into the more Lucian type of vibes now, this is the perfect time. Hyper, let's talk a bit about music. One of your latest releases, music. Let's talk a bit about this track. Music. Music. So music is, is basically a song um, dedicated to paying homage to my grandma. Um, throughout the years, my grandmother would have would have been right there with me at the time I was living by her. And every song, all these songs that we've been playing have been creating, recording by her. And she would come and say, yeah, yeah, dear, I love that one. I love that one and dance, you know, and then she would say, Ooh, Something like that one time they go down Grosile and you hear this, you hear a beat like that, you start to woo. And that time you got on your skirt and the head tell you and you, you know, telling stories and thing, you know. And you know, things was getting like let's say, let's say like grow man stuff. I decided to 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 move out, get my home, you know, go on my own, so I could I could expand the studio you now into something. But then I realized that I miss I'm missing something. Like I'm missing that. Like hearing, yeah boy, yeah boy. Mute the guitar, mute the guitar. Let the drum beat. Let it. I I start like miss, you know. So I started to like like feel and miss Grand. Okay. And I just just had a vibe when I was creating the the melody the the end. So I started off the 
the beat, the beat was produced by myself and it was written by me and my brethren Coach Chisel from the from the UK. I said, I have a song here and this is how I want to do it. Um the music la do we cafe dance koha a copy koha ule ule koha you know and he said Hmm, which means when the music sweet, it is make you dance like that. Okay. Right, that's the part I had. So he give me the the card screw like that, roll it, roll it like that, and then hey, can I do something good for me? Bam. And he he's an artist that's just flow with his voice together. So the whole thing with the beat, you know, the lyrics obviously, like I say, you gotta know when to merge things and understand it's entertainment. Right. And you're not doing things for yourself is for the fans. Right. You gotta please, you gotta please the fans. So the beat, the vibe, the whole was the whole Lucian vibe, just paying homage to her, like how she would come and dance. So while it was building the rhythm, like I would be building the rhythm, doing certain things, uh, recording the demo, and I could just fit the ground and make head just saying, Yeah, boy, I like that. And one of the things that I did before anybody heard the song. I burned it on a CD and took it to her and said, Grants, this is your song. Regardless if it do good or not, this is the song that I made for you. Let's take a listen. Hyper song. Uh, especially in St. Lucia. You got any feedback from St. Lucia on this kind of, your, your music? Pardon? You, got, you, you received any feedback from St. Lucia with your music? Especially yeah, this song. yeah. Well, this one released last year when we were in pandemic, but right. Festa, I actually went to, um, to St. Lucia and do and do the the whole <laughs> promo stuff and, you know, well received working with G6 Productions, you know, and the Lucian people being supporting from the time that, that they know that I was, you know, my family actually telling me that, yo, he's Lucian. I remember going over there and doing my first show in 2016 and performing and I came out and started talking the, the, the Creole and thing and everybody was like, like yeah, sure. he ain't faking it. He's one of me. <laughs> Now that you've been accepted into Barbados, you know, the homes and the ears and the hearts of Bajans and, of course, those around the world, what can you say brings you the, the most joy? What What about this singing, but not this music, brings you the most joy? Um, 
being able to know that I could change the mood of a person from a sad going through a hard time and just hear a song and I put a smile on somebody's face. You know, being able to that that kids really look up to me. Some people look up to me um, as as uh, being inspired to see like despite all the things that I've been through and how things went for me, I stuck to stick to what I know, what is best for me and made it work. You know, just to know that people could be inspired by, by my work is one of the best things, man. And actually being, working, doing something that I love because more times we, we, we get a job and you know, we might go a, a nine to five but music is the, is the second. But to know that I can actually, my full-time job is is something that I love doing, you know, that I got a passion for, that, that's, that means a lot. How do you juggle father life and entertainment life? Because like you said before, you know, flying out every weekend, mm-hmm. you're doing these jobs, you may come back, you gotta fly out again. How do you handle daddy life, mm-hmm. entertainment life? Uh, how do you, how, how's your daughter feeling as well being a part of this whole uh not just knowing daddy but hyper songs um first of all my daughter sees me as damien daddy you know and it was a bit challenging at first because for any time she was young although i took some time from like heavy you know it, it still paid the bills it's, you, you still got to travel and I remember times going away and coming back and she not even recognizing who I am. And and I like, wow. You know, so then it forced me now to start letting her come up with me by my grandmother. See, when they say that I working on a song, this is what I'm doing. Take her to the radio station. Um, when they say that I'm going to do an interview, this is what's be happening, you know? Um, when I travel, and them early stages time to support, make sure that she have a phone, a computer there, you know, that we could Skype, you know, because that time you don't know, know WhatsApp, no, no video call, you don't know what that is. So, so it's, it's Skyping and, you know, that she could still see me and I would say, yeah, that this is a plane, you know, take take some videos and thing and save it and then show her when I come back, this is where the plane is go up and this is, you know, just, just educating her on what I do and then the next thing would have been speaking to her first about my music, the type of music I'm doing, and and the content in my music. So if I explain to you why certain things happen, in worst case scenario, you don't have to really bother about what nobody telling you, or you don't got feel no way. And I said because I sing this type music or I might say certain things in the song that doesn't change the fact that that hyper songs the entertainer and Damien Kenza's dad is too is too you know that that don't that don't fit okay. yeah do you think having your daughter as well has influenced your music yeah going harder going harder to know know that um it's a big responsibility on my hands um i think that every 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 man should it's a it's a it's something that every man should know that 
you got to be there for your for your kids and display if if how busy you are what whatever it is you must be there you got to play that role that's a must yeah you have to be there and she really it changed up i mean kind of way was saying certain things i would not want to say in songs but like i said i explained certain things and to her and it made me go hard to know that 10 years down the line you should come and say well i want to go college i want to do this i want to do that like it made me go extra hard to know that i got set a foundation for her make sure that there's a roof there over her head and support the same way from her her family the same way the support but not because i know well on uh, her mother's side that it, it would have been taken care of doesn't mean that i can't go extra hard to double it so just just knowing that this is the reason why i've been putting in all this work that uh god forbid times pass on that is something that she could she could reflect on and you know gain from and not be saying oh well my daddy was this person my daddy used to go 20 places in a land and you know like you gotta be able to do things fantastic words coming down from the man hyper songs let's move on to tight situation uh let's talk a bit about this track situation speaks for itself uh, the, the, i built the rhythm and it was a trap i was going to do a collab with edwin yearwood had the demo and thing but that didn't work out uh, our times were clashing and again i just tell the stories it was in a tight situation very tight at some point in time all of us be going be in a tight situation whether is whether that is the situation where you don't know if to eat macaroni pie today or eat a salad is a situation right <laughs> but we want to know what was the tight situation that made you sing this song if i can be a good boy or a bad boy <laughs> now my tight situation is just just a storytelling um just 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 a reality just a reality topic man like people um not that per se happening to me but you know just hearing hearing some friends speak about lies you know like, like i said i tried to put a lot of reality into my music so that it could connect a lot just hearing just hearing stories man just hearing stories <laughs> Let's take this one coming up from Hyper Songs. Tight situation.
As the time is counting down, hyper songs. Uh, let's. I, I want to say thank you so much for taking the opportunity to open up and share your story with us right here on Conversations with the Artists. Uh, before we get into this final song, I want you to, to. Do you have any advice for those young artists out there still trying to make it or even considering the life of an entertainer? Uh, advice. I mean, I'm still learning myself, but if there's anyone out there that really look up to me and be inspired, and you know, just keep putting in the work. First of all, look at yourself as a brand. Um, if you, matter of fact, it might not, it might not even be. I just want wedding it. Not only an artist or whatever, but once you're creative, you know, just understand that what you put out. You can't call it back. So be what whatever you're gonna do, have a plan. Make sure that you're around the right people. No, yes, people. And I'ma speak it like this clear because sometimes people will say many times when they say that people say you speak from a from an artist perspective, you know, just talking. So I want you widen it. So now I, I learned from that, so I've got some people now that might be chefs or whatever, but 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 might be inspired on what you're doing. Just believe in what you're doing and work for tomorrow and not today. Yeah. I like that. Let's talk about this song, Fessa. <laughs> the final song uh, on your list. Let's talk about Fessa. this one. Yeah, Fessa was was produced by G6 Production, was written by myself and Co Chisel. Um, so, remember early in the interview, we were speaking about me doing spells that, the island spell that, that wasn't really accepted and people wasn't really. So I realized then that a lot of artists realized that the island style was working for me. So they actually, you know, jump on board, you know, for like, like, you know, try to be a part of the, the whole movement. Um, so like in anything you do, you always have to be up in the game. So this is when I say, you know what? I never really do the song really like for St. Lucia, like, or like, like, like for Creole people in the whole. So I said, this is what's gonna happen here now. Everybody trying to get the island still. So some conquering it, some not doing it correct, but because of the island music is so, the beat is so sweet that anything could pass. So I said, you know what? I gotta up the level some more. I gonna start singing the Creole in the songs now. And I had the, the the hook again, like I tell you, because I got the studio, I always vibe in, create a demo and send it to G6 and said, yo, I want a beat for this because I wanted it to be, I could have done the beat, but I wanted it to sound different. I wanted a different sound. And that's something as an artist and producer sometimes, you gotta understand that Sometimes you gotta you, you gotta know when to take to step back and you know to reinvent. So I wanted a different song, and I just sent him the feather though, feather though, feather. 
Verder dan, verder dan, verder Mm-hmm. And when he sent back the beat, now he let the guy coaches are here. And coaches was just going in. Balance it, girl. Just balance it. Big bumper, girl. No? So coaches was just going out that from the time I sent him a vibe, he can just start spitting just all up. And send. So I had to t- like bring it back and like, like, yeah, boy, this is too much to put in one song, boy. This is this is way too much. We gotta chop up this. And the song had a vibe alone just from the beat. You know, and that's the Denery song. Which Denery is a is a place in San uh, Saint Lucia, like a like a community in San Lucia. That's the same way how we were going neighborhood, you know? And that's the style of music that they do down there and when six sent me this thing, I was like, yo, we got another one on the hands, boy. But it was for St. Lucia because it was the first thing now he's speaking the Creole in the song. So I wouldn't know how Barbados would have really turned. If I was doing the island style and singing in English and I wasn't really feeling it, I was like, but definitely. So the whole the whole thing was tight situation was supposed to be for Barbados. And Fessa was supposed to be for St. Lucia. Right? But something about Creole, even if people don't understand what you're saying, it just sounds so sweet. So basically, Fessa, 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 it means make your bum, make your bum, bum, do that. So understand what I'm saying? So if... I had did the song in English and just say, make your bum, make your bum, bum do that. Mm-hmm. Make your bum, make your bum, bum do that. You would have been like, what's this type of song singing? But because I said, fed that dog, fed that dog, fed that. Mm-hmm. She for that, absolutely. So you hear these fancy things in there, you know, and you tell yourself like, yeah, this is it. You know, so the people really, really rock with me with this one and it really surprised that not only St. Lucia that it, it took over, it ended up being one of the biggest songs for the for Crop Over 2019, which would have been my last run on the tours and everything with Fessa, man. So every song, every song, right, really have a story behind it because of how I, I structure my music and how I deal with my career. And it's good when I can sit back and because sometimes when I doubt in myself about a particular project, I just look back and say, yo, you remember this? is this is this is the song that you don't really think that this line would have make a difference but it didn't make a you know so it's it's good that that these things be happening that i can look back into the songs i really see but fessa fessa is the song now that i think is going to stay there like roll it like sugar rush i like how she like it i think this is song that song is going to stay with them thanks for everybody that been rocking with me throughout the years and supported that the county until outside is opener again <laughs> so i could see one of so i could touch one of everything you don't know a timeless figure yourself for rocking with the kid all the time playing the music man can't wait to see it again too brother Thank you so much, Hyper Sounds. This was really a very interesting interview. Thank you so much for taking the time out to being a part of our show right here on Conversations with the Artists. Going to leave you this one coming out from Hyper Songs, a big track called Fessa. Until next time, be good, be safe, all right? This has been Conversations with the Artists. Mm-hmm.
digit Check the thing, girl, and pay the damages Do as you like, girl, I know what your habit is You got the password for the Wi-Fi Must have grip it real code with your tight tie.